It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the 2019 NCAA lacrosse tournament and Syracuse trying to win its first title since 2009. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is SNY's Eamon McEnany. Eamon, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me on. Always fun talking lacrosse. And Eamon, I'll get you started on this one. Penn State seeded number one this year, so at least on paper, they're the favorite to win the tournament, but they've never actually won an NCAA tournament game before. So this has to be the year the curse ends, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would think they'd get that uh, monkey off their back uh, pretty easily in the first round. Um, and then, you know, then the stakes get a little bit higher. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about it. It's very tough to just break through and get right to a championship, you know, when you haven't had any sort of postseason experience. You know, you look at Denver recently, they really had to climb up the wall and go through some uh, tough losses in the uh, tournament before they were able to get to the mountaintop. Uh, Yale really had to, you know, had to climb their way up. But those teams never went into a tournament, I don't think, until, uh, you know, they won it all as loaded as this Penn State team. So it's kind of, you know, it's always interesting to see how a team that's never really tasted sort of that quarterfinal or championship weekend experience their coach obviously has, you know, their coach has gone all the way to a championship game. So I think that'll help, but certainly I, I think they, they have no problem getting taken care of business in the first round. Uh, then things will get interesting as the stakes get a little bit uh, higher for a team that's never gone through this kind of postseason intensity before. Amy, let's stay with the first round of the NCAA tournament. There's more parity in college across than ever. So do you see any upsets in the opening weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you could see a lot of them. I mean, uh, would anybody be shocked if Maryland beat Towson? Uh, I think Notre Dame Hopkins obviously is a toss up. Uh, and I'm really interested to see the Yale Georgetown game because I was a little surprised that Yale was a five seed just because I test and, you know, rankings are ranked so high during the year. Um, but I think it is legitimate, you know, the way, uh, you know, they lost at the end to uh, Penn in the Ivy League Championship. Now, they went into the championship tournament last year, excuse me, off a loss in the Ivy League Tournament as well. But I just think that's an interesting game because Georgetown's playing really well right now. They're experienced. You know, they went through the postseason last year where they had a chance to upset Hopkins and kind of let that one get away from them in the second half. Uh, They're an older team. You know, they're going to be mentally tough with Kevin Warren. So, you know, as far as sort of upsets, that's the one I would circle. I don't think Hopkins winning at Notre Dame would be an upset, um, you know, Cuse Loyola, you know, I don't know if that would be an upset, but I think if Georgetown were able to go into New Haven and not go off the defending champs, that would be an upset. And I certainly think it's a possibility the way Georgetown's playing right now. Do you see any teams that we're not talking about right now being a dark horse to sneak into championship weekend or even winning it all? Uh, I mean, Hopkins is playing really well, even though they lost to Penn State. You know, they got that two, they turned their season around. So they've got the two Maryland wins under their belt. They're obviously a potent offense, putting up, you know, a lot of goals right now. Uh, you know, I think two weeks ago, everyone thought they were dead, you know, and uh, especially, you know, when Penn State dismantled them. Uh, I forget the final score was like 20 to 6 or something like that. I think everyone wrote the Blue Jays off. They're playing with new life. They're playing with confidence. Um, I'm not sure how confident Notre Dame is after getting, you know, kind of shellacked by Virginia. You know, now, again, they got a Duke win two weeks ago. But I think Hopkins uh, – that, that, that they can do some damage there if they get by Notre Dame. 
Eamon, we're a Syracuse podcast, so let's talk Syracuse lacrosse. How do you see them doing in the NCAA tournament this year? I think they got a tough matchup. I mean, obviously, anytime you go on the road, you're going to have a tough matchup. But when you're playing the best player in the country and a team that's probably a little hungry after getting knocked off in the Patriot League tournament, you know, a team that's come back down to earth, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that's a tough matchup. Syracuse, like a handful of teams, very tough to predict this year. You know, they get the win at home against Duke. You think that's going to rally them, you know, and then sort of, you know, their games were like the first half of Notre Dame. They didn't even get off the bus. I know they made it interesting in the second half, but they've been a tough team to, to figure out. I'm very curious to see how that week off will impact the ACC teams that lost in the first round of the ACC tournament because they've never really had that before. I mean, even though the ACC tournament's always been earlier than a lot of the conference tournaments, the teams have always been able to schedule around that. And, you know, you know, Q's used to play Colgate. You know, Duke has played BU in the past. They've always had that game. Now you're going into the NCAA tournament with two weeks off. I'm curious to see how they handle that. It could be great for them. It could be fresh legs, uh, or obviously they could be rusty. But I think that's a very tough matchup going up against the Loyola team in Loyola against Pat Spencer. Great game, though. I mean, that's certainly another one that should be fun to watch uh, as far as two teams that, uh, you know, getting after it and uh, Pat Spencer against the Chiefs. Eamon, we'll get you out of here on this one. The reason why I love talking lacrosse with you is because you're so knowledgeable and you're not afraid to make predictions. So how do you see this NCAA tournament shaking out and who do you see winning it all? Uh, after what I saw last weekend in Charlottesville, I like Virginia. And I'm a little surprised. I haven't done a whole lot of reading on it, but just a sort of a Twitter search. Uh, kind of seems that they're not really getting a whole lot of uh, play. Everyone's talking about Penn State and Yale. And look, obviously those are really good teams. But I'm a little surprised that uh, not enough people are giving Virginia respect, and maybe it's because it's been so long since they've been in the Final Four. I think it's 2011. But uh, I think the way they've played lately and the talent they have, um, you know, it's pretty ridiculous for Lars Tiffany right now. They're, um, you know, they're playing his kind of style. They're playing the style that fits that personnel. you got to get solid goaltending, which has been an issue throughout the year, and you got to win at the faceoff game. But uh, I think um, I think that's going to be a, a team to beat. I think Virginia's going to win it all. I uh, really do. I think they're playing great right now. I think Penn State uh, might be overwhelmed by being the favorite and uh, sort of never really being there before. So you take a look at Virginia's ride as the three seed. You know, uh, I like their matchups. You know, if they can get by Robert Morris, which should be a fun game, an explosive shootout. You're looking at Towson or Maryland, which uh, I think they, you know, can take care of that game. And then they're probably looking at a rematch. Now, the last team they want to see on championship weekend is Duke because Virginia can't beat Duke. I mean, uh, who knows? Well, the last time they beat them, I think you have to go back to uh, an ACC tournament in 2010. But, um, you know, I just think Virginia right now is playing with confidence. And when you have those kind of athletes who believe in each other and don't quit, I think they're going to be awfully tough to beat. So uh, that's who I like to win it all. But the one dark horse, I think, uh, is Penn, because I don't think they're getting enough respect, even though they got some quality wins. Um, and I think they uh, showed some people that they're for real by knocking off Yale at the Ivy League tournament. But you asked me for a prediction. I think Lars Tiffany brings the trophy back to Charlottesville for the first time since 2011. Eamon, thanks so much for coming back on the program. Again, our great friend Eamon McEnany from SNY doing a great job of breaking down everything in the 2019 NCAA tournament. Eamon, always a pleasure. Enjoy the tournament. We'll speak with you soon. You got it. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the tournament. 
Always enjoy speaking with our great friend, Eamon McEnany. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, it's NCAA tournament time for Syracuse lacrosse. They come in with a 9-4 record and most recently a loss to UNC in the first round of the ACC tournament. What's unique about the ACC tournament this year is that Syracuse has had more than two weeks off since their last game. Brad, do you think that helps or hurts them? I think it, I don't think it helps. So I think it kind of hurts. I mean, they have been really intense in practice. They've had full scale scrimmages. They've called it with, you know, the coaching staff doing some officiating and it's got a, kind of gotten a little bit rough and tumble out there, but you still can't replicate going up against a, a team in a different color Jersey uh, as the opposition. So I can't think it's really helped to not play a competitive game in this long stretch of time. I'm really uh, intrigued how this layoff is going to affect the team. I I still think they're going to come out and and, and score a lot of goals. I think Loyola is going to score a lot of goals too. Uh, But I really cannot put my finger on it because it's never happened before. This is uncharted territory to go this long West without playing right at the most important time of the year. So, it's really going to be intriguing, a, a drama to see how this team really comes out in the first quarter uh, in a tough road atmosphere at Loyola. Brad, I was talking about this with Eamon McEnany before, but there's more parity in college lacrosse than ever. It seems like the days of a few teams, including Syracuse, dominating the landscape are over. Think you'll ever see another Syracuse dynasty ever again? We're not going to see the heyday anymore because the, the, the talent has so many options and, and the talent is spread from the traditional hotbeds in, in Maryland, Long Island, upstate New York, or along the eastern seaboard. So, no, I, I think, though, that Syracuse is going to be a program that's going to be able to contend almost on an annual basis, but so are seven, eight other teams that are seated in this tournament this year, as an example. And a couple that have been traditional programs that aren't going to be in this tournament, like from the Ivy League, Cornell and Princeton, and from out west Denver. So I, I don't see that return to the, the, the glory run. I really don't see a return to where any program could be dominant, winning you know twice, two years in a row is going to be really a challenge for teams to have that kind of recruiting and keep keeping stockpiling the talent. But I do think Syracuse, uh, in this regime under John Desco, is going to adjust the shot clock era now has really made it a higher uh, pace game, a bigger scoring game. And I think they're going to go out, continue to find the kind of offensive weapons they've had. It's really the defense and the defensive midfielders that have to keep recruiting to put that uh, strength at that end of the field. And of course, a top notch goalie each year and then winning the faceoff battle. But I, I think there'll be a competitive program year in and year out. But uh, the return of the glory years, no, I think that's behind us. Brad, Syracuse opens the NCAA tournament at Loyola. Do you see them making a run this year at at least the championship weekend, or are they going to be out in the first round again? It's a coin flip to me, Wes. It really is, because the the one side, it's the layoff factor. I think on the other side, it's a road game, but I think Syracuse responds pretty well on the road. But Loyola is one of these traditional home field advantage programs, a a relatively new athletic complex for lacrosse, the big sport there in Baltimore. And it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough atmosphere. Syracuse fans travel well and and do travel well, uh, especially in the postseason. So 
I do expect to see plenty of orange, uh, even in the minority at the game. But then on the field, Loyola can score. Army was able to clamp down in the Patriot League tournament. That's going to be the key for Syracuse in this game, the defense. Uh, How will they shut down the high-scoring Greyhound attack? And then will they be consistent enough on offense to stay within themselves after this layoff, play a good offensive tempo, and, and get good shots on goal? Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts are, and I hope I'm not stealing yours, but I just want to say congratulations to Eric Dungy for uh, the uh, free agent contract with the New York Giants. I mean, what a class kid. What a great performer he was for Syracuse in his collegiate career. Just so tickled to see he's getting an opportunity and really love the New York Giants. They go back, you know, all the way to Joe Morris, 1980 with that Syracuse connection and Great to be able to, to, to hopefully see him play uh, close to Syracuse if he can make an NFL roster. So hats off to Eric Dungey and all the best as he pursues a professional career. Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse basketball, who for the third straight year earned a perfect academic progress rate score. Congratulations to Sean Belby, Adrian Autry Jr., and Kai Feldman for receiving degrees this year. We always forget that they're student athletes, and it's always nice to report on this kind of story. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that it's easy to sit there and judge. It's also fun. I can see why you're doing it. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.